Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, how you doing, man? I'm fine. I'm fine. We're almost there. Almost there. We've counted the days. I've got a very specific... Not even the weeks now. It's upbeat voice... To, to yes, I've my... got I've got a, a, a pulse. Yeah, yeah, something like flowing. <laughs> it's an allegretto. So and, um, I'm I'm fine, and I'm FPL wise, I'm very very happy. Yeah, with what could have been a really weird week, and I'm it's saving date for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't want to celebrate. It's too early to celebrate, but things are going well. How about you? I'm on the opposite side, so. I got, I think I got 49 points, which in any regular week, I'd be sort of happy with. And we've still got my entire team to play effectively. So, you know, pretty much all of my team have got another game apart from Harry Kane. Uh, let's not even talk about that. We don't, no one needs to mention Harry Kane. <laughs> but when I checked my no. score yesterday evening, obviously the average hadn't updated and the average was something like 35. And my score was 49. And I was like, great. Then I go online and check on the live FPL and the, you know, the websites that we use. Uh, we'll call those out another time, probably. And I'm going, I'm down like 30,000 places again. So last week I was down 60,000. This week I'm down 30,000. So I am not even top 250K anymore, which says a lot about people like Mason Greenwood, Kelechi Inacho, uh, these players that I don't have. Uh, because yeah, I've gone down to two thousand six hundred, two hundred sixty-nine thousand, uh, one hundred, yeah, two hundred seventy k now. Which yeah, is it's exactly thirty thirty thousand spots down. So annoying, considering my captain banged uh, with ten points, and you know Salah also got me some points. Vardy got me an assist for the first time, um, not for the first time, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, and Trent got me a clean sheet. And then I've gone down thirty, but it's yeah. I'm not happy. Not happy with that. But I have it has, got... been, it has been a very high scoring one. Yeah, exactly. So don't take it. Don't. Uh, yeah, we take it as it is. Mm. I think that it has been a very high scoring one because the popular assets have yeah. returned. Yeah. So I've seen because I've got three teams, you know, my my crazy one. I, I took 32 points uh, hits. Yeah, I just, I just, I just made it for fun. Uh, So that that team almost, I think, ten out of out of thirteen players returned. So all the all the popular players did return, most of them at least. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's a matter of how much each one and which ones you've got. Exactly. So you never know how this because they have a second game. This might rotate completely. Exactly. I mean, I can understand some some people being very unlucky having Watkins, or some which was a, a negative, which is completely different than just a blank, or Schmeichel even, or him. Yes, Fofana didn't play as well. So True. now, yeah. that what is what is really crucial is is he playing again against Man United, yeah. or Maguire has been a very bad pick after all because he might be missing. He's probably missing the Leicester game. Yeah. Might be back for the Liverpool one. We don't know for sure. Yeah. But uh, that is 
very bad luck. And he ha- also had a yellow card, so it's one point out of three games. This is great, yeah. Let's keep talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm making... So, for me, I, I was halfway there. I was not... I'm uh, way above the average. I'm 65 points. Uh, I don't think it, it counts. The, no, I'm sorry. It's 61 because I took a hit. Mm-hmm. But already the hit I was calculating has given me eight extra points than what I would have mm-hmm. if I didn't. And the hit included two Man United players, so which have two extra fixtures. So I think I'm, I'm happy already. I think it, it did pay off. Mine, as usual, did not pay off. So I didn't take a hit. Yes. But I used my two transfers to get Shaw and Maguire in in the end. When when I said I wasn't transferring Diaz out, you were like, oh, why? And that that really like made me consider it. And I was like, yeah, Diaz probably should be going because I don't see him playing in the next couple of fixtures. And actually, he's six million. And I don't have to transfer my great keeper out in Cashbus Michael for this double yeah. fixture, which is one of the main reasons why I've got him in there. So, yeah, maybe I should just, you know, keep it, get get an extra Man United player in. So I got in Maguire uh, for Diaz and Rudiger went out for sure. And, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Basically, I had the, the defenders same, didn't bang. Same. I was lucky with the defenders, but, I mean, Rudiger to Shaw didn't pay. It was a bad yeah. pick now because Rudiger returned with a, is it seven, I think, points? He even got a bonus. I'm not... I'm not I'm not that sure. No, sorry. He, he didn't get a clean sheet. No, no, he didn't get a, Sorry, it's just two. Yeah. So, yeah, two points from Rudiger, uh, zero from Castagne. Mm-hmm. So the two defenders that left uh, came Shaw and Ward, who got seven points in total, which is great. And Son to Fernandez. Mm-hmm. So I was also thinking that if I had kept Son, I would have captained Salah. Yeah which means that for the time being, I would have only six extra points plus the seven of Son. So it would be 13 yeah. more, but I got 20. I got more from Fernandez and he still yeah, got exactly. one, I think one at least game in hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the good choices have been for me, Iannaccio has been an amazing pick from my wildcard. Mm-hmm. This has really saved me from, from having Howard... Going on top, actually, I I, I kept yeah. first place in the league just because I had Ianacho and Castagne. I have to mm-hmm. acknowledge that as well. TAA finally returned for me. I, I brought him one week later, I think, than the wild card, and Same. it's the yep. first return I get. Target has been a terrible choice mm-hmm. from when I got him back in. He hasn't returned at all, mm-hmm. and um, Greenwood has been the player who has kept me alive. Greenwood's that one. I've got Maguire and Shaw and Fernandez, and you've got Greenwood, Shaw and Fernandez. Yeah, and that made a huge difference. That's the reason why I've gone down rank because Greenwood yeah. was the, he's the easiest to buy of the lot. And, you know, his minutes weren't guaranteed, but he is in some absolutely great scoring form. The one player you haven't mentioned is Lingard. Lingard has stopped firing since you got him in. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I no. got I got two three returns, but then I've got like this is his third yeah. third fixture I think the return. Yeah, I but he so. was on my bench, so I didn't really count on him. He was second on my bench. I was afraid of the Leno and uh, holding double up to yeah. it. Yes, so I had Forster 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's why I chose Target. Mm-hmm. It It's still fine for now because they both conceded and that was a very lucky moment for me as well. Yeah. The goal that they conceded because it would have hurt if they had both a clean sheet and like 14 points and I, I had them on my bench. Yeah. But my thoughts are to drop Leno mm-hmm. quite soon, probably this week. I'm probably going for Meslier for the last three fixtures because yeah. he's playing now. Leno, I'm not, I'm not, but he's definitely not playing and his last two fixtures are not exactly something I guarantee that he's going to start. They might start with Ryan. Mm-hmm. So, and it saves me some money because I want to go Iannaccio to Antonio. Okay. So I'm taking a hit again, but I think it's worth it because both of the players that I'm selling are not playing this week. Yeah. So at least, and Meslier and Antonio are almost certain that they're, they're starting. I mean, unless there's exactly. an injury, which I've got, Antonio is possible. <laughs> I've got a similar problem, but I need to take more than more than a hit. I need to take a double hit at least now because uh, I transferred out Diaz, who had a game next week, and I brought in a Man United player that doesn't have a game next week. So I was hoping that Maguire would get at least one clean sheet. I was eyeing the Villa game up uh, and that would be worthwhile for a hit. But now, yeah, it's just when the cards are down, it just seems to keep going against me as it stands. Um, I'm still in a good position. 250k is a good position to end the season in. Uh, It's not where I wanted to be. I want to be inside the top 100. But yeah, I need to now take my keeper out. So I need to take Schmeichel out. I need to take at least one defender out because Veltman has a red flag, which I didn't quite see. Um, And I'm afraid that Brighton will have a big problem because Dunk had the red card. Veltman might be out. He's got a calf injury. They're they're playing West Ham. So I Mm. think Antonio could have a party. So yeah, my only my only playing players, I think, are Alexander Arnold, Jota, Salah, McGinn, Kane, and Vidra. Everyone else blanks, and and Veltman potentially, yeah. but he's he might be out. So I've got to take at least a double hit to get a keeper that plays in, and then to get a defender, two defenders. Uh, maybe Fernandez out, maybe, maybe Smith throw out. Vardy is probably going to go out, let's face it. Um, but yeah, I need to yeah. take. Because the, the, the fixtures are not that great and they also have the final. Exactly. So in my opinion, he would be probably the one who would need more yeah. time to rest. Yeah. And let's admit it, Chelsea and Tottenham are not great fixtures. I mean, they might yeah. return the attackers, but they're not great fixtures. And no. To be honest, if I had the chance, I would really like to have both Calvert Lewin and Antonio. So there are mm-hmm. so good choices. Bamford as well. Mm-hmm. There are really good choices for the last three games uh, in the attack. Yeah. So I don't think that holding on to a player who's not who's missing one of yeah. them and has the two tricky ones mm-hmm. is not a good idea. Exactly. I would take. I would even take a hit to drop for the same reason because all three of them. Kane in- included making them four mm-hmm. have very good fixtures. Yeah. So I think if you start from there, if you start from the attack, those four players are definitely going to be in the majority of, of the teams. Yeah. Depending on money and how you manage. This is why I'm not thinking of Aguero 
Plus, I don't know if that crazy decision what? made for the Panenka, that silly oh, thing man. that might cause... What was that? Yeah, it was, it was silly. It was really bad. It was Mendy, worse than Lookman. Yeah, Mendy sort of realised that it was happening perfect. Men, like, credit to Mendy for his keeping there because keepers normally throw themselves one way or the other because that's what everyone yeah. wants to see. And, go, you know, everyone knows the statistics. But they tried. Staying down the centre yeah. is the best way to be, but everyone has to try. Um, and Mendy is about to literally hurl himself to the right of the goal and realises what's happening. <laughs> Uh, because he sees how lapsedagical uh, Aguero runs up to it and just puts his hand down, pulls himself up. Yeah. He's a big guy and he just easily pulls himself up. Yeah, he didn't need much. Sky and he's like, what are you doing, man? Don't do that to me. Um, and that, that hurts a lot because uh, Mandy is quite owned. So those 11 points yeah. really helped with that um, average. Yeah points and uh, I don't know with I saw a few a few people getting Aguero so it's not that now he's completely out of the I mean he's still 1.3 percent his assist was bad as well did you yeah like like his assist should have been a goal and he took it weirdly wide and then Sterling obviously scored just it's obviously it's not obvious with Sterling but (laughs) it's obvious that he scored because you can check the game results is what I'm saying sorry um but it really was a big chance for Aguero to score, and he really scuffed it in terms of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that means for I, me, I, I don't know if this means that uh, he might get a bit more, a few chances up until the end of the season because they might want to give him like five, ten minutes at the final. Yeah. Uh, so if things are going well for City, mm-hmm. the Champions League final, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or it might mean that okay, you could just forget about him. And uh, if things are going really well, he just plays for a minute just to to be part of the team that won the Champions League final. Yeah. So this, for me, is uh, a no-go for Aguero. Plus, it would need a massive change in my team mm-hmm. to go from Iannaccio to Aguero. I would need to sell Fernandes into a, into a Rafinha. It's not that bad. No. But still... I prefer having Antonio or DCL. They look so good. And I'm talking about DCL because I know I I won't have him. I definitely won't have him. Mm -hmm. But I'm jealous. I think he's the player that I'm afraid most for the next two fixtures. It was a decent finish from DCL, actually. I think, you know, decent ball from Rodriguez. No, I don't know who the assist was. Um, But it was a decent... It came from the defence, I feel. It came from sort of a yeah. deeper position. Um, Godfrey. Yeah, Godfrey. So, yeah, he, he, but he finished it really well. You know, good striker hold-up play and then accurate finishing. So, you know, he's got it in him to, to get a couple more this season, I think. Um, and, and he's playing Sheffield United, which is the perfect team for the, players to hold. The dream team to play against. Yes, I'm. I'm really worried. I have no Everton players, but yeah. for me to get either Dina or DCL, because let's not hide. <laughs> these are the players that we need. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to take two hits, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm probably going to stick to the plan I told you with the goalkeeper because I think Meslier might have one clean sheet. 
mm-hmm. until the end. It's quite probable. Yeah. It's cheaper. I'm downgrading, so that's great for me. I, I need some money. It's Burnley away, Southampton away, and West Brom at home. Yeah. Which could mean, I mean, especially with, with Southampton, I would expect that he might get some saves as well. Mm-hmm. Because they have, I mean, what Prowse could be having long shots, Redmond can have. So he might have that luxury of extra points. Yeah. And the last West Brom one might be um, a celebration for Leeds because they had a fantastic season. Yeah. They're unbeated by the big six in yeah. Ellen Road officially. And because I don't trust that Dallas is going to hole again, which is ridiculous, he's been the best defender of the season by far. He's great. He's so good. But I don't want to go now again and yeah. cry uh, three games. He, if if I get him, he's he's going to blank. Did you see I know that. that goal? Did you see that? That, that was ridiculous. Goal. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> For those but who haven't seen it. What is fantastic is that like, he was there. Yeah. This is amazing. He's, yeah, playing like a striker almost. Yeah. So, yeah, Reggion, the ball comes across. Reggion knows that there's someone over his right shoulder. Like he, he knows that someone's there. So he thinks I can't let this ball go past me because if I do, they're going to have a shot on goal. So rather than like making a sensible choice, Reggion takes a shot at goal himself. And he's like, you know, Lloris will save my shot because Lloris is great. So I'm He knows me. He I'm knows. A shot. <laughs> Lloris is then like, what the hell's going on? Bats it out, tries to get it out of the way. And Dallas is like, thank you very much. Mops it up and smashes it top corner. Good finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that wasn't the most ridiculous thing of that game, and that says quite a lot. Um, it, it does at 1 1 for you to look at those lines on VAR. And I, I honestly think what happened in that VAR result is that because the linesman flagged, it has to be a clear and obvious error for VAR to overturn it. And because it isn't clear and obvious, what's because it it doesn't clearly say that he's onside or offside. Like you can look at the line and if there's millimeters in it, which there could also have been, it's not visible to the human eye from what we, from the details that we saw. So I honestly think they didn't overturn that. We need an explanation for the FA for that sort of thing, because I think they didn't overturn it because it wasn't clearly onside. Yeah. Because also you've got, you know, between camera shots, you've got, split seconds where the ball leaves the foot and you can't quite uh, yeah VAR has (laughs) sadly sadly for Leeds VAR has messed up more for Leeds this season than it has uh, in those specific situations for Spurs it's called called more offsides for Leeds in ridiculous situations than it has for Spurs so actually Leeds have kind of got a right to have this sort of thing go their way in my opinion and in the spirit of the game, like fair enough, that Patrick. They were they were way better. They were way better. <sighs> they could they could get in the box in any way they liked. Meslier was a spectator for the majority of the second half. Meslier, he really was, and yeah, it it wasn't a good performance from Spurs. I really enjoyed Leeds this mm-hmm. season. I mean, we're not it's not over, but they're they're just playing for fun now, and that's really great. Yeah. Because just at the moment that the the turning point that we were all expecting them to kind of drop, they had those really bad fixtures: City, Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, and suddenly they've got they haven't lost a game, and, and they've, they've got won the yeah two out of them and two ties. So uh, three no yeah two ties and 
tie yeah. with Liverpool, tie with Man United, and one Man City, one Spurs. They're they're fantastic. They're fantastic. I'm only worried what's going to happen when and if Bielsa goes, because that's going to be the end of an era. That's the thing. It's not going to happen this summer. Spurs need a manager, and Spurs basically want Maurizio Pochettino. That's the that's like Back. if if you look at the you know the job specification that they're asking for, it's it's. Maurizio Pochettino, a young manager that plays progressive football, that's got a clear ideology, and Bielsa is Pochettino's um, like master, mentor. yeah, mentor as yeah. such. So, I mean, it's out Englishing me. Um, so, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they ask him. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they ask him specifically because he plays a similar style of football. So, the only thing is that he's not young and he doesn't speak English and. Well, he, he does a bit and he's apologised for his lack of English. But yeah, was, I think... That was really sweet. Yeah, I really think he's he should be somewhere near the top of the list. Why would we be considering people like Potter and Hasenhüttl, who are currently managing teams in 16th and 17th, when you've got yeah. a, a fantastic manager in front of you to tide you over? So, yeah, that's who I personally think should be the Spurs Very top true. target. Um and we'll see how it happens towards the end of the season. But yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait yeah, and see. we will have a, a fascinating summer because there are, there are a lot of names that are heard. We've got the, the Italians. There are four or five different choices from Italy. The Mourinho. Mourinho already rejected. Said yeah. Doesn't want to leave. Um, I don't think Conte is uh, close. Yeah. Or Why would Conte but, come? Um, He's just won the Italian uh, Serie A. Yeah, Why would he it come? Doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And uh, the also what because we're reading about uh, Brendan Rodgers, if he manages to win the cup and succeed in in Champions League, like being top four, he might think of it only the only way would be just to think of it as a new goal, as a new thing for his career. Because you can't you can't throw away a Champions League and go to a team that is. Exactly. Doubtful if they're going to play in Europe. Exactly. For me... And you don't even know if you're going to have the players that, that you would like to have. For me, Brendan Rodgers would be, would be mad to take the Spurs job. He did it before. You know, he was at Swansea, played very well with Swansea, very progressive football, great, you know, great ideology, got them playing very, very well. And then took the Liverpool job, which up until that point, you know, it was a bit of a poison chalice. Lots of managers through the doors, big rotation, uh, and almost won the league with that team. That being, almost being the main word there. And now he's sort of, you know, Celtic and then come back to Leicester and he's playing great football with Leicester and getting good results and getting, you know, close to Champions League football with a team that, you know, he's overperforming, overperforming with that team. So why would he make the same risk again, like coming to a bigger... Spurs have a lot more money than Leicester as it stands and come to a bigger club and... Uh, risk more expectations I would say exactly they've got more expectations from him because he can stay in Leicester and even if he fails next year to get top four he'd probably fine He's no one's over- going to exactly. say anything to him massively overperforming yeah but the problem is that they're having issues within the team there's a, a huge thing that happened between Madison and him true and uh, there are rumours. I don't want to go to rumours and what oh, really? happened. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Some crazy things. But I don't know if that's true or it was uh, 
jokes. But there was there was a big uh, brawl between them, and um, we also had the incident with Fana, who tweet uh, tweeted about a player who's probably coming from France to Leicester, and then he just deleted the tweets five minutes later, and he was punished for not for doing that, yeah. and he didn't play. So it's not the most pleasant, and of course, if you add the shocking defeat by Newcastle that yeah. was Newcastle was fantastic again yeah what a great they were great turnaround great I was I was a week ahead with Wilson I I should have had him on my battles this week exactly if only they weren't playing Man City this weekend as in, yeah you know this weekend because they have two the last two are great, two are great. Are Fulham. Good so guys so. yeah just keep an eye uh, yeah, but this this is not going well for Leicester, and if they don't manage to uh, to get something from the Man United game, true, things are going to get very tight, and true. I don't think that it's going to be good for them in the final because they will have this pressure uh-huh. of everything going, ready to collapse. Yeah, and they have two really close. I mean, two targets that are very close, getting top four and the cup. And yeah. if they lose both, that's going to be a very bad season, despite being a fantastic season with yeah. what they've achieved so far. Definitely. So these things are to be seen. So we'll, we'll wait. Exactly. Exactly. What What about the, the coach of the year for me, who didn't make it? West Ham oh. defeat was, was really... Tough one, wasn't it? it? It was, but it was very just. Yeah, I mean Everton was by far the better team. I saw a tweet from Sujan, Planet FPL Suj, saying we could have played for another ninety minutes and we wouldn't have scored. They had some really good shots. They had some really good chances. Lingard played very well again. Uh, Sufal hit the post with an absolutely stunning drive, and yeah, they were they were in there. They were they were fighting, and they had passion. They had spirit, and they didn't get the goal they wanted, but it. It looks like a team that's fighting for fourth place. Which what do you think about cool. Everton's defense? Because we've been mocking them all year, but they've kept so many clean sheets away recently, away, away from home. And I think that this three at the back has made a huge difference because it allows Dinya to be so much more attacking. Yeah. They get a bit more secure. I mean, with Pickford, you never know what's going to happen. But yeah. still, they have kept many clean sheets. So I don't know if that's something promising for the next season because Ancelotti is, I mean, we know he's a very good manager. So I don't think it's just luck. He yeah. has done something to them, which might be interesting for their assets next year mm-hmm. and even for, for them as a team to do something successful. Apart from finishing sixth or seventh, they've got a real problem at home. Their home form is awful. So, if you want to look at their home matches since let's go Valentine's Day, so that's just after they beat Tottenham 5 4 at home. They lost to Fulham at home 2 0. Uh, they lost to Man City at home 3 1. Fair. Lost to Liverpool at home. Oh, won at Liverpool away, sorry. Um, away, point. They beat Southampton at home, which I think is their only home victory this since Valentine's Day. Beat Southampton at home, 1-0. Then 
They lost to Burnley at home 2-1, lost to Man City in the Cup 2-0, drew to Palace 1-1 at home, drew to Tottenham 2-2, and they they were good, Uh, lost to Villa 2-1, and yeah, that's that's it. The next home game is Sheffield United. So... Yeah, and then and then Wolves. I don't know what it is, but they just can't play at home. They really can't. To, the only team they've beaten at home is Southampton, one 0 since Valentine's. Yeah, and they've got the best record after Man City in the away games. And yeah, their away games are outstanding. Arsenal, one 0 You know, West Ham, one 0 They've got some great results away from home. Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but it's something to consider. I think that they have been. It has been a successful year for them mm-hmm. because they might have started in a very uh, impressive way, but um, we were all thinking that this could not last until the end. They couldn't be top four. Yeah. So being top six is not bad. It's not bad. Uh, for West Ham, be because target. we... Sorry. Finishing above Finish, Liverpool could be a good target. <laughs> for them for this year, yes. But I want to see what's, how Liverpool is going to be exactly. doing the last three games because they... After the Man United one. Easy games, yeah. Because they want those nine points for sure. Yeah. West Ham have to stay at least fifth or sixth because Moyes has done a miracle this year. And they had Antonio being injured. They had like a month or two that they didn't have a striker and they were trying to cope. Mm -hmm. Then they had... um, Right, uh, Declan Rice being out, mm-hmm. he's out for almost a month now. Central defender injuries, Send red cards constantly. Yeah, Cresswell in and out. Injured. Masuaku so injured. What manners has been fantastic. Yeah, he's David Moyes has done absolute marvel at that club, and yeah, he has to he has to, you know, be a long term consideration for their manager because the way they sacked him last time he did well was outrageous. So they just need to um, keep going with him and back him and give him more more funds in the transfer market, really, because he's he's done fantastically well for them. And really good for FPL because their assets were so cheap and so good for yeah, enablers not, for us. Not anymore, not anymore. We're going to have to find another We'll see how this is going to be next year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. What about the, the Man United comeback, which is not news? It's it's same old... It's, they're Pogba. very good at that. They're very Pogba's good at got that. a wonderful ability to throw himself to the floor and make it look like it's a bad <laughs> foul. Yeah, okay. Was it a penalty? Was it not a penalty? Yeah, the Villa player... It can be given. It can it, be given. What was his name? Um, Douglas Luiz. So, yeah, he's um, he's gone through the back of Pogba and he's not exactly covered himself in glory there. But Pogba throws himself to the floor perfectly. He knows exactly what he's doing in the penalty box. He's done it throughout his, you know, last five years at Man United. Um, and Bruno's scored his 13th penalty of the season. It's nine for the Premier League, though. Yeah. Lampard has the record with 10. Yeah. So Mental. <laughs> he's still one away. Mental. <laughs> Absolutely mad. So, yeah, it's... Uh, but when you have finishers like Greenwood and Cavani... Greenwood's goal was great. Then things get, they get so easy. And Cavani's goal you know, just makes it look simple. 3-1 flattered United because up until the 57th minute or 60th minute, uh, 
they were looking like they were going to lose the game and it wasn't going to be great. And City were celebrating the title already. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. But I think... They should have scored the penalty and and celebrate there, so... Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> yeah, Man United getting penalties always makes me annoyed. It always does. No matter what, whether it's fair or whether it's unfair. This one, I think, Pogba makes the most of it and every other player in that situation will be considered a diver. Um, but there is enough contact for him to get it, so he gets given it. And Man United fans are... Uh, strong in number so it doesn't get criticised because yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. obviously it's a penalty sorry Man United fans I love you really <laughs> the best what the about... best penalty for Pogba sorry the best penalty for Pogba yeah. one was when he clipped his own leg I think it was against Villa again last season when he was running across the penalty box the outside of the penalty box he clipped his own leg fell over cried and they gave a penalty they checked it on VAR and they still gave it even though there wasn't any contact from the player and it was given on VAR. That was that was my favourite from Pogba, sorry. We can have a show just for those penalties. Yeah. Can't we? Pogba, Pogba assists. What about the Liverpool? Easy win. And I think the big news is that Thiago scored. <laughs> After how many years is it? Four? God. He finally good scored. Good goal. It was good. It was good. And uh, it was a comfortable win. Southampton played well. They had a lot of shots. Do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't an awful play, play from Southampton. Um, yes, Alisson had to throw the ball to Shea Adams to, so that he could have something to do at some period of time because he was getting <laughs> a bit bored. But, like, not, you know, um, I don't think Southampton were awful in that game. It's just Liverpool were much better than at clinical. Mane getting away at the far post for that header was ridiculous, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's well, the first got... assist from yeah. Salah to Mane this year, which says a lot yeah. for how this year has gone for Liverpool. Yeah. Six shots on target for both teams and 12 shots for Southampton, 14 shots in total for Liverpool. Uh, you know, not, not a massively uneven game. So, yeah, when you've got Vestergaard... And Kyle Walker-Peters marking Manny, and he still gets away and gets a shot at the far post. You know it's not your day. Vestergaard's got about a foot on Manny, hasn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. We mentioned the penalty by Aguero, mm-hmm. but we failed to praise Chelsea. Chelsea coming back. True. And it's I think it's one of the most important wins mm-hmm. for many reasons. First of all, I think it secures the top four. Definitely. Because they do still have tricky fixtures, but this was a this was a game that I don't even think that they were considered as a win. No, they were just thinking, let's just get some point. If we get a point, we'll be happy and we'll fight the next ones. And it also helps with their their um, uh, how they're going to treat the final, the Champions League, because it shows that they can win. Yeah. Although it's a different City than we'll play in the final. It was a complete... It was a crazy... Complete B team from City. And they knew exactly what they were doing because they're like, we don't want to give anything away. So, complete B team, which I thought was great. But it showed a side of Chelsea that we haven't seen for a little while that was really dogged. And, you know, 1-0 down, penalty save, 2-1 win. Uh, Isn't normally a result that you'd associate with Chelsea. They're not they've always been a bit flakier than that in the past they've always not yeah. quite had that resilience yeah you would see that you would see that from liverpool from man united mm. these are the teams that you were expect to do something like that yeah 
Whereas Chelsea don't, and they played really well. Alonso got a goal, hilariously. <laughs> yeah, no one was considering him to, to start, to play. Yeah. Timo Werner got it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't talked about the the other really impressive comeback, which was from Wolves. Wolves against Brighton. That was a roller coaster for people who had dunk. Outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I have him on Sky, and when I when I saw him score, I was kind of thinking, oh, why didn't I not captain him? Yeah. And suddenly, 10 minutes later, I see a red card. Oh, Two red cards. Neil Morpé got one after the last whistle. Well, before the last whistle, but still, like, just, uh, you know... Why does Brighton always have always has something after the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. They always have something like that, Brighton. Men they had off. the Man United uh, finish, the game finished 2-2, and suddenly they had a 2-3 yeah. on extra, extra time. Yeah. And there we go, a, a red card. I have to celebrate you, though. You called Fabio Silva where, on the wild card, and you said you think Fabio Silva could have something to do towards the end of the season. And I didn't believe you. So Has he scored the- three times, I think? He assisted yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. He assisted He assisted Traore. Mm-hmm. He scored last week. He scored last week and he scored the week bef- two weeks before that, I think. And yeah, he, I think he's got three, if not four, attacking returns since like the last four or five weeks. I can quickly... Which is... He got an assist against is, Fulham on the 9th of April and he got a goal against West Ham uh, on the 5th of April. So he's, I don't know when we wildcarded, but sometime around then. So goal, assist, blank, blank, goal, assist. Yeah. Blank, blank, Which goal, is quite... next rhythm, right? I mean, from week from week 30 and onwards, he's got 6, 4, 1, 1, 8, 5. Yeah. For a 5.2 attacker, it's more than decent. Exactly. Most I mean, Vidra has well. less. Yeah. For instance. Yeah, I think he's, I don't know what Wolves is going to do next year because if Jimenez comes back half of what he used to be, yeah, I would really like to see them two together. Yeah, definitely. I think it would be a very old-fashioned, you know, the tough guy, the tall, tough guy, and the yeah. quick, young player around him, kind Michael, of like a, a Liverpool Hesky, the yeah. 90s, yeah, something like that. But they could they could do some damage, and because now Wolves is changing, they were trying to keep up with the same system. They didn't it didn't work because they didn't have Jota. Then Traore was completely out of form. They mm-hmm. were trying to fit him in in any sort of way. Then they started changing formations. They might end up in a in a proper four four two. Yeah, with them or or, or like. Four, three, one, two, something like that, with yeah. a playmaker behind those two instead of having wingers, which even Podenza is not guaranteed to to start. We, I think, they need to reboot. Exactly. If exactly. it's going to be with Nuno or with someone else, I don't know. There's because so, he's also so many questions. Rumored to go. So many questions that but, you know are around managers at the end of the season. All for a job that no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Nuno's got. It seems to me like they've reached a point now where, without significant investment, else. 
they're not going to go a lot further. This is it, sort of mid-table, occasionally seventh and eighth, you know, occasional European spots and then occasional relegation battles. But it's not bad for them. Not, I mean, not a bad it's, place to be. Some, sometimes you want to you want to settle at one stage and you don't want to aim big and then start falling. So it's not necessarily bad for them to have this middle table uh, position. But it's just, and they have very talented young players. I mean, apart from Silva, who's definitely a very good striker, he, yeah. he will be a, a very good striker. They've got other players. The Neves is only like twenty-four, read. isn't he? I think he's quite young. Yeah, you're right. I think he's quite young. Morgan Gibbs White, who scored the goal, is what twenty twenty maybe twenty one. Yeah. Even um, I, the other guy who I never know how to pronounce because he's, I don't think even think he's uh, Otasso. I don't know we, you know, oh, the nationality. The guy that's been coming on occasionally, yeah. yeah. Oh, when Otasso V, whatever it's pronounced. Yeah. He's he's a good little player. I, yeah. I mean, they Vitinia is quite decent. Mm-hmm. So they need to change. They need to kind of refresh the team. Kilman might be a good option next year. Yeah. Because he, he played quite well the whole season, whenever he did. There's so no way he he's going to be considered be... as a... There's no way he's going to be under five million though. Now that it's sort of, of course, aware that he's starting, could be four point five if we're lucky. Uh, but he might. Not we can start. do. So, yeah. We will obviously do um, a show next year before the prices Definitely. come out Definitely. to just predict predict okay. what's going to happen. We can have like. 10 20 players each predicting their prices. I'm looking or forward. maybe we'll make it better. We'll make it better. We'll ask of you listeners to send us 10 players and we'll that you want us to to predict the price. Yeah? yeah. And we'll see. We we are so competitive. We make everything <laughs> we make it as a who's going to win. Ice <laughs> list battles. <laughs> now I'm looking forward to it. Prediction battles. Yeah. I'm already looking forward to next season so that I can, you know, finish complaining about this season and start doing something different. Uh, it's crazy how this game gets you, isn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, before we finish with this run, we should mention the Arsenal win. It was a, it was an easy, it was a very nice easy night finish. for them. Nice finish from uh, from my player um, Emil Smith Rowe, who I've got first bench with a tidy eight pointer. <laughs> Ridiculous, but yeah, I was quite happy with his finish. Um, yeah, and Arsenal played well. Williams scored weirdly. Um, yeah, there <laughs> so. were a lot of first times this week. This mm. this game week, definitely. So yeah, and what was a bit funny was Pepper celebrating his goal that badly. It was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. West Brom is relegated. Yeah, you don't need to celebrate that. He's going mad. Well, they aren't relegated now. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah. I think it's over for for the the only the only interesting part is between spot number three and six. I would say that's where things are still open because <laughs> the relegation battle is over. Yeah, and uh, Man United is definitely second unless they get points deducted. <clears throat> so I think that that's probably. <laughs> Probably Chelsea is going to be third, I assume. Yeah. And then it's going to be either Liverpool making a miracle and... Liverpool, West Ham and Leicester going for that. Yes, West Ham, I think, is out of the race. 
Liverpool and Everton both have a game in hand over Wednesday. In hand. So they Liverpool do. can go to 60 points, which is three points behind Leicester with a win in their game in hand. And Everton can go to 58 points, which is the same points as West Ham in fifth and five points behind Leicester with a win. But they've got two really good fixtures. Everton has two fantastic fixtures. Exactly. And Liverpool has a good has a good run as well. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's all it all has to do with Leicester. If they get, I think, two or three points, mm-hmm. they might be a bit safe mm-hmm. in keeping their fourth spot. It's Leicester to lose, really, isn't it? And Spurs yeah. and yeah, Spurs are, are gone. The only thing they can hang on to now is trying to not finish below Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good good way goal to end. for the season. Yeah, try yeah. try to finish above Arsenal. It's such a horrible thing for being Spurs. <laughs> in in one of the worst seasons of Arsenal as well. <laughs> yeah, in one of the worst seasons Spurs have had in recent years. We're still not as bad as Arsenal, and yet Arsenal are a working project, and Arteta needs to be trusted and you know given the backing. And Jose Mourinho, who's won the Premier League three times, gets sacked because rightly so. Yeah. But I'm it does amaze me that Arsenal fans are still backing Arteta so heavily. It, it's more promising though. He's more promising as a man. You can't expect Mourinho to change. Yeah, but you can expect Arteta to adjust or to. It more, you're expect you're thinking him more as open-minded. Yeah. Whether true. Mourinho, you know, that's him. So he doesn't fit. We can't move on. Exactly. He's for a different style of a different era, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Just style or team. Manage some dinosaurs. Yeah. Good. I think that um, the first part of this crazy double, triple, single game week is uh, over. Yeah. We have yeah, a full very busy. Fulham Burnley tonight is the last official tonight, game. and then we are official. Yeah, we are the, recording before that, obviously. Yeah. Then we get all of the extras this this week, and we've got five more fixtures after that coming up. So on our podcast on Friday, we will have included those. Yeah, and uh, talk about the next game week, the exactly. blank one, the big blank one, big blank. <laughs> Not looking forward to that at all. But Thank yeah. you very much for listening, guys. Until then, stay safe, guys, and uh, and stay tuned. All the best. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Uso Radio.